Thank you for listening to Video Games and Comedy Show. You know what I was thinking? What a time to be alive, huh? We can't go anywhere or, or do anything. And I know there are all these fans of Video Games and Comedy Show out there who are just practically begging, is there any more content, any more bonus shows? A mere second of bonus content from this show I'd pay a handsome fee for. A king's ransom, no less. Well, you know what, listener? You're in luck. Video Games A Comedy Show, Call Me By Your Game with Connor McCabe, and Inside Video Games with July Diaz have teamed up under one umbrella to make all of your podcasting dreams come true. If, of course, those dreams were more shows by us, the creators of these shows, patreon.com slash super NPC radio has got you covered. Hours of additional content by all of the creators of these shows can be found starting at just $5 a month, including a brand new weekly podcast called Super NPCs hosted by myself and Connor McCabe, where we take a deep dive into specific games, developers, or game-related topics of our choosing. We've already covered Super Mario Bros. on the NES, Halo Combat Evolved for the original Xbox, and of course, Sonic Adventure for the Sega Dreamcast. You can also find shows like Call Me By Your Game Co-op, Resident Evil Book Club, and whatever the hell July Diaz is going to do. So if you like this show, if you appreciate this show, and you want to show that appreciation, and you want a little little uh, something something in return go to patreon.com slash super mpc radio we got you covered now please enjoy video games a comedy show Live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and I'm here with the uh, lovely Michael Hearn. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> For you guys around the world that said all these before and afters are fake, they're videos, guys. They're not fake. No offense, Hearn, but that's ridiculous. Oh, oh. slamming. <laughs> yes, happy holidays and cheer to all. Yeah, happy holidays. Cheers to all. Uh, this is our post-Thanksgiving hangover episode uh, here. Uh, yeah, I didn't have much planned. That was and me I only, hungover. That yeah, was you just being hungover? Okay. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say something, and I was like, huh, I uh, uh, don't know what this could be, but I can't wait. So, yeah, I only have one guest today. It is the lovely Michael Hearn, only member of the Zoo Tycoon crew here to get me through this episode. Oh, this foggy episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we'll be Speaking of fog, we're going to be talking <laughs> all about uh, Demon's Souls 2020's PlayStation 5 masterpiece, Demon's Souls. Uh, and I can't wait to do it. You know, Hearn, I might have actually asked more than one person to join me on this, but I, I, know lit- I don't know anyone else playing this game. Well, I think you're the only one. We also went over in a previous episode how limited it was to people who got the PS5. I think we That's gonna, right. It was a tough one. And then on top of that, of the people who got it, I feel like you and me are the big souls head, the big from software nerds, the big yes. uh, daddy hurt me, love this game, hurt me D- game y- fans. <laughs> yes. Hurt me, hurt me, uh, please hurt me uh, again and again. I believe I think with Jacques though, Jacques, we're um, we've we've somehow uh, That's true. folded him into the fray because he just he just did a Bloodborne run. 
So he's he's nice. ready to go. That's he's been asking me about Demon Souls. Uh, we've been talking a little. I've been telling him about it. You know, flirting with him a little bit on it. Just telling him like how kind of good. Get, giving him a little flirty. You know, mm-hmm. a little this, little that, little something here, something there. But uh, but you're you're knee deep in it. I'm I'm knee deep knee in deep. it. I I I can't wait to see where you're at since we last spoke because you actually had the weekend on me. Because I uh, went on a little trip. I went down to uh, to uh, the uh, uh, Gorilla Glaciers, and I went uh, stayed in a little cabin over in Gorilla Glaciers, just out of, outside of the uh, uh, Kong Forest. Uh, Gorilla oh, Glaciers. Okay. All right, now it's beautiful. Know, a lot of vultures. I was like, you didn't clarify a lot of where vultures there. <laughs> this place you were. <laughs> Why well, I can find us? But no. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You were in Gorilla Glaciers. You saw Dante Tan mm-hmm. and Diddy and the family up there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's gotcha. a, it was a w- little winter wonderland <laughs> out there. Uh, I stayed in, I stayed in a cabin, just me, uh, my dog, and uh, my main dog, my girlfriend Jackie. <laughs> my main dog. <laughs> I call her my main dog because yeah. uh, she's my best. She's my best friend, really. Um, and we were out there, and we were, uh, you know, holed up in a little. It was sort of like a studio apartment set up if a studio apartment was a cabin. Mm. And, um, you know, we just we'd hung out up there for three days. And I played a lot of uh, Vita, actually. I played a lot oh, of my nice. PS5. I was Vita, about to yeah. ask what you brought up there because I doubt you brought you said you didn't bring your PS5. No, yeah. and I and I'm glad I didn't because the TV when we got there was just a little tiny. Yeah, not, uh, wouldn't get the you know, 4K. Uh, four, I, I didn't even do it did 1080i. That was the highest resolution I could get it to do. Don't want to be playing Demon's Souls in 1080i. You would be not enjoying it. Yes. Okay. So great. (laughs) So uh, I brought my Switch and my Vita, and and I ended up playing only Vita the whole time. Uh, I was playing a little the God of War collection Mm -hmm. and uh, the Sly Cooper collection. And uh, I started playing that uh, Final Fantasy Tactics game for the PSP. I always wanted to try that one. I heard it was good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, mm. and and I and amazing. I kind of like, you know, being so late to the PSP and the PS Vita, kind of going in there and just cherry picking a little bit here and there. Little, what am I going to play? You know, little little this, little that. Um, you know, don't not really committing to anything long term. Gotcha. You're just playing the field. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just playing the field. I'm just out there. I'm playing the field. I'm I'm kind of just. Uh, you know, wet, uh, wetting my whistle, you know, these games will come to me and they'll be like, uh, do you want to, you know, I'm thinking we should take this relationship to the next level. And I'm saying, I don't have the emotional tools right now for that. I, I'm just, I'm just out here having fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I could tell they're hurt, but it's okay. Cause I'm being honest. Well, <laughs> I do want to hear from you though. Uh, so that's right. what, I've been playing. That's what I've been playing is basically Vita stuff. But I want to hear what you've been playing. Well, I don't think I got to talk about getting the PS5 yet on the pod because when you guys had your PS5 talk or impressions, I was still waiting for mine in the mail, and I got it Saturday morning from a very friendly uh, mail carrier who got pretty clearly what I was getting in that package because I was excited. (laughs) Uh, But I had already done Miles Morales and Demon Souls in the mail before. So when uh, PS5 was here and I was installing it, I put in Miles Morales to install during the whole setup, and I got to play that mostly first. Eventually platinumed it. I really enjoyed Miles Morales. I think we were talking a little bit in chat. Like It's a very fun, different vibe from the original Spider-Man game. The Winterland uh, New York City is very cool. 
And yeah, there are a lot of new cool things you can do. And I think just the story moves Twitter, like things are like a lot sharper to the point. Graphics look great. Like everything about it like really fired on all cylinders. And I was happy to complete it. And then uh, the other big one was Astro's Playroom, which is just a joy. Uh, mm. I think I pitched to you. It was like uh, the new Daunt City part of Mario Odyssey, but for PlayStation specifics, where it was just remember this awesome PlayStation specific. And I'm like, kinda, and playing the game and having <laughs> fun with it anyway. Um, really love both those games. And now I'm playing and really getting my like hands dirty and filthy with Bud's Nets. No, uh, with uh, Demon Souls. <laughs> and, have you tried Bug Snacks? I have tried a little bit of Bud Snacks, and it is honestly like again pretty cool like way to sell the system in terms of what it does. I don't know if I would have bought it on my own, and I'm glad I didn't have to buy it after all. Mm. It's fun. It's fun, but like it's a very simple, cool, kind of silly little concept, kind of straightforward. The style of it is pretty interesting, though, and the graphics all look good. The control feels great for it. I mean, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I also tried some of the PS Plus collection, like, here and there and stuff. Um, what did you try? I tried Days Gone. Have you heard of that oh, one? Oh, yeah. That one? Yeah. That's the motorcycle one, right? That's, like, yeah. the not Last of Us, but Last of Us? Yeah. It literally starts off, like, you know how in The Last of Us 2, anytime you have to kill something, it, like, it really hurts and it's, like, mm-hmm. a bad situation. Days Gone starts off, like, I'm badass because I do muscle through killing someone with mercy. And it's, like... <laughs> It was like feels like it was written to rebut that whole point of The Last of Us, mm. but it seems interesting. It is a little more like actiony than Last of Us, but it's obviously got a motorcycle on it. So how can you not be right? Uh, but it seemed interesting. I might keep with it a little more. Yeah, uh, it, it, it Days Gone seems like the Ghost Rider of Last of Us games. There you go. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's the crossover. Uh, uh-huh. I haven't. I haven't really tried too much else. Like I downloaded Monster Hunter World because I'd never played that, and that's one of the ones. And I'm like, oh, we I'll should we money. should jump in there, you, me, and Stevens together. Go hunt. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah I, we, I'm really a real newbie to the Monster Hunters. I, I can't I've wait to try to it on my PS5 because now I can actually do performance mode on it, which it, I bet it's going to be real good. Yeah, I bet it looks good. Um, I've written that, like, really caught up on some of the other stuff. I haven't played too much of my older stuff i've been mostly focused on the ps5 stuff uh and Same, even like yeah. even like ghost of tsushima which me and mikey were playing a little bit of he just hasn't been hopping on it lately so i don't know you know because he's been out there in the wild he from has. what i hear he's been, uh, out yeah. <laughs> he's been days johnning it for a ps5 he's been motorcycling and shooting people yeah who deserve it yeah he's been ro- roaming the streets of hollywood <laughs> trying to find a, a a game stop with their doors open and a ps5 available uh taking out marauders and zombies all the way and of course by marauders and zombies i mean people infected with covid19 which is sort of our modern yeah. day version of uh <laughs> Man, what place is the real Demon Souls? The game or America 2020? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Well, that's that's been that's been great. So you've been you've been pretty much doing the PS5 all weekend. I was away from my PS5, but before that I was playing uh all of Astrobot, all of Miles Morales, yeah. and then yeah. um and then I'm back into and then now Demon Souls, and I have Sackboy waiting in line after that, which <laughs> I'm a little less excited about Sackboy. I don't know if I just talked about it on this show yet, but Sackboy is like, um, after you play Astrobot, it's just 
such yeah, a that's my fear. Down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oof if you're if the one of the best platformers of the last couple of years is coming out for free on the system you're getting it for. Yeah. And you're planning to release your own platformer, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's just it's Mario uh Super Mario World style. Um so it's or Super Mario three D World so it's a style. So it's like fixed camera running around, mm-hmm. um, puzzle solving. It's it's actually meant for multiple people to play together to like solve uh multiple person puzzles. But I don't, I don't know anyone else who has that game, so there's no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to enjoy that part uh, of it. And then also, it's just yeah, it's just like uh, something about those 2D little big planet games uh, really uh, tickle me. And then this one's not quite having the same charm. But I will say, I'm, I'm very. I'm not into it very far. But okay, maybe it gets better. Maybe it does. Maybe yeah. I mean, at least maybe if it got harder, that would be something because mm. it's very easy. easy. It's very yeah, baby. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. well. Oh, well. Sorry, sack boy. Sorry, sack boy. Astro you had your, sh- got your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had, you had your chance and you, fuck, you mm-hmm. fucking blew it. Okay. Uh, let's get into the news. So basically, you know, the holidays, uh, Black Friday has come and gone. Cyber Monday is uh, going to be the new deals day when this podcast released. Uh, you went out shopping, right? You went to you, a little bit. You, you grabbed some uh, old stuff. Did you get anything new? Yeah. Local shopping specifically. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's the ironic thing. Like, I went to Game Dude in Los Angeles, and all their Black Friday sales were for PS5, and I was kind of bummed. I'm like, ah, if I'd waited on maybe a game or something, I could have gotten some game for cheaper. Yeah. Almost was tempted to do it, but ultimately didn't. Then Game Realms in Burbank, they did a uh, swap meet uh, yesterday. Uh, Saturday, and oh, they cool. uh, was a lot of different vendors selling stuff, and I went ham on that a little bit. I got some because uh, I've been doing the Wii thing a little bit. Mm. I had a Wii Motion Plus, but nothing to test it with, and I found a copy of Wii Sports Resort. Uh, Tested it out; it works beautifully. It's very cool. Uh, got some old PS2 games from all around, including like uh, X Men Legends Two was one of the one I showed you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercenaries, say just Soccer Slam, like I'm just start building up my THPS Four. Yes, the fourth one. Yeah. Never really played that before, and I popped it in for a second. I didn't realize the stages you like walk up to people and get the tasks and stuff. It's weird. Oh, that's I okay. Was, so that's the game they started that, huh? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, that's I, I thought Underground was the whole kicking off the like roam the world thing, but nope. THPS four, mm. and then um, yeah, just sort of like been building up my collection here and there. I also got the Donkey Tonders. Uh, I saw that you got those damn uh, bongos, and I, I, I yes. should have warned you before you got those, Hern. That that is a curse. Uh, those bongos okay. do bring a curse into your house when you buy them. Um, suddenly, your uh, your part your partner no longer wants to uh, touch you in bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll live with it for Donkey Tonda. I for, will for Donkey Konga. It's very worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Ultimately. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a there's a whole ton of deals going on all over the the place. I, I would obviously yeah. recommend following Wario sixty four for mm-hmm. some of the more interesting stuff. But if you do not have a Nintendo Switch, um, uh, there's a Cyber Monday Mario Kart bundle that's going out, I guess, to all the retailers. That um, is likely what you probably want to do there. I have still not been able to secure an Xbox Series X. Um, which is something that I've been looking to do, but of course doing it through the all access and it just seems pretty sold out across the board. 
So, um, the other thing I'm looking at is like I want to get that Pulse 3D headset for the PS5. Yeah, I was I was considering that. I made an offer to Mighty that if the only way he could get a PS5 was a bundle, that I'll buy like the bundle extras off mm. of him mm-hmm. because I do want the Pulse 3D. I do want an extra controller. Why not? I think yeah. a charger and a media remote are on that list somewhere. Probably. I'm yeah. Just like, yeah. I'll get those. Yeah, that but, sounds good. I want I want all that stuff myself. Uh, so. That is interesting. We have a lot of games that are that are new that are marked down a lot. Mm. Like for example, Watch Dogs Legion is thirty dollars. Yeah, Cyber there were combo tempting ones like Legion's Assassin's Creed Valhalla were one of the other uh, Black Friday sales that game dude. Yeah, it's it's tempting because like I want to show off my PS5 maybe more, but also I'm like, do I really care about Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs that much right now? Yeah. Uh, even Yakuza, the new one, went down a little bit, and I was considering it, but I'm like, mm, I'll wait. Yeah, well, so with the with Like a Dragon, which is like one of my uh, games that I really want to play from this year that I haven't been able to, along with Ghosts of Tsushima, mm. um, it's going to have a PS5 release uh, in 2021, mm-hmm. Like I a think- Dragon is, so... okay. Yeah, maybe I'll wait on it for that. Yeah, because yeah. some of them are doing the upgrades. I knew Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed have like if you buy it for PS4, you can still upgrade it. Yeah, free. yeah, I think that is the case um, with those games. I I would rather play Valhalla than Watch Dogs Legions. I think. Yeah, I'm more curious about Valhalla at least. I've heard also, great things. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, some. Did you see, I think I showed it, John Carpenter tweeted about it, and a bunch of people who didn't realize he was a gamer. The director, John Carpenter of The Thing and uh, Halloween and everything. He mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, John Carpenter's a, a about gaming freak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves Destiny. <laughs> That's a weird one. Yeah, he's a big Destiny player. Uh, he's trying to go pro. Uh, w- would you sponsor it. John Carpenter in a Destiny event? Uh, I would it would do be me nothing greater joy than to do that. Um, what you call John Carpenter? If you're listening, <laughs> get on the prod. We'll love to talk to James with you, and then I'll just ask all the yeah. Questions oh I man, got. yeah. You would you see? That's the thing is we'd have John Carpenter on the show, and then I would be I'd be maintaining, and you <laughs> Hearn, you'd be losing it. You'd be asking yeah. all. You'd be asking yeah. spe- sp- very specific questions about Ghosts of Mars and stuff. And yeah, that's be... the one I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, there's a lot of Nintendo Switch deals uh, for a lot of Nintendo Switch games, but the mm-hmm. one specific game I've been looking for, I haven't mm-hmm. seen go go uh, cheap. And I thought it would be cheap eventually. Do you, do you, can you venture a guess as to what my... Venture guess. Yeah, uh, what's is the it game? Like... Because I did see Xenoblade Two went on sale a little bit. Um, That's that. I would love a hard copy of that if it was super cheap. I already have a mm-hmm. digital copy though. Is it like not Odyssey or something like? Is it like Astral no. Chain or? Uh, no, uh, it isn't. It is a first party exclusive though, but it's an older first. one that okay. no one cares about. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it not super new? Super Lucky Tales or uh, no? Um, it's first party. It's I'll for, tell you oh, what it so is. Specific Nintendo. All right. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. It is uh, Kirby, mm. <laughs> the Superstar Allies game or whatever. Okay. 
It's still full sixty. Dang. Yeah, on on uh, it's fifty on Best Buy. Fifty. All right. For for a physical copy of that game, um, mm. and I don't know why. Why is it so expensive? Nobody nobody played that. Nobody likes that game. Yeah, yeah. I've been it's seeing they finally me. put some That's stuff. All. I'm on the for only sale. person who likes it. Yeah, I mean it, it, yeah. they're already putting up like some of the Mario games up for sale, like Ace, tennis aces and stuff. So bring it down, Nintendo. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I because the other day they dropped a bunch of prices for their first party games, and I, I ended up getting tennis aces. I got a copy of uh, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, and I got mm-hmm. a, a copy of the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and oh, yeah. uh, great, all great stuff. But then I'm I'm over here, you know, trying to get my uh, my Kirby on, and I just mm-hmm. can't can't seem to find it. That's rough. Yeah, it's it's a rough go. I, I've also considered maybe getting one of those Let's Go Pikachu games for the collection too. Mm. You know, really these are all games I'll never play <laughs> just just for the shelf. That would look nice on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, got it. Does look nice on the shelf. Um, what do you think about this Mortal Kombat Eleven uh, skins these with the movie skins? Yeah, the movie skins I and voices. Uh, yeah, it is the actual voices too, right? Like that would, I feel like that's very cool that a those people are still alive and b still willing to do this. <laughs> I also think it's cool that they're still alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they're that not movie. Dead. That movie was 25 years old. I know, uh, 95 which, now, which is really nuts. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, Christopher Lambert, oh boy, is uh is uh joining the f- joining the fray. <laughs> uh, he was a good Raiden. Know, He's a good writer. I, you know, I watched. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. He he bothers me in that movie a lot um, because he's. It's like he's in a different movie than everyone Fair. else. He's like, yeah, he's too elevated. You're Dane Lambert in like a big buffet of nobodies. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no offense to the actors. Thank you for doing the voices on Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and Robin Shu's not a nobody. Nobody. Um, no, she was in Billy Madison. Oh, uh, not who am I. I'm thinking of Robin Show. The uh, oh yeah, you were plays. thinking of Robin Show. Sorry, sorry. I, I was thinking of Bridget, um, whatever her name. Yeah, is. who plays Brid- Sonia Blade? Yeah, she's Sonya also Blade. good too. Yeah, um, yeah. Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage. Yeah, Johnny Great Cage. Johnny Cage. Great Johnny Cage. That's true. He played the part of Johnny Cage well. It's he's very funny in the movie. You know, I I've been going, I've been yeah, I revisited Paul. it for West versus Paul, and uh, they uh, it was great. It was actually really fun, really fun to go back to. And when when you're comparing it, especially up to that other guy's, the rest of his filmography, it's like woof. It's like one of the one of the only things that stands out. He got lucky with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely got lucky with Mortal Kombat. I I've never played Mortal Kombat 11. Um me neighbor. but but I'm I, all of this stuff makes me want to have already been playing it. Yeah, like that's know? something to be excited about more than like Rambo in it or something. That's like it's ultimate fan service. It's like we know how much the movie means to the Mortal Kombat fan base. Let's throw in a duty for it. And I yeah. completely agree. Um, I, I want, I want, I want to play that game and I know that they have a PS5 upgradable version of that. So I might, who knows, maybe for one of these cyber Monday things, I'll try to pick up that aftermath collection. It's got like RoboCop in it. I like me some RoboCop. Uh, so the game age of calamity, uh, came out. It's looking like Nintendo's last big first party game of the year. 
and it came out to a big fat a fart a fart a big fat one of these oh, that's that's sorry to hear i mean because <laughs> some people are excited some people are like it's continuing the zelda timeline but then it's not a real zelda game in that sun cyber so it's i don't know it's rough I I played that demo and I thought it you know it's it seemed like a very fun one of those. I yeah. I almost got some sort of uh what would you call it gaslit into thinking maybe this is a game I want to buy. Maybe I'm going to get maybe I'm going to start getting into all Muso games. <laughs> and then and then by the end of it I was like what am I talking about? I'm not I'm not going to play these games. Are you crazy? They almost uh, got gotcha. you. And they almost got me though. What, what what's your take on Age of Calamity? I mean, I don't know. I haven't played it. I even haven't played the demo. I played the original one a little bit, and it is yeah, like it's one of those. It's a muso. I can't really like it's not something I can actually put on the big screen and focus on because I'm gonna get bored quickly. But it was simple enough to be on my Switch and play here and there. But when you're more mindless and even like no more heroes or something, then yeah, I'm not gonna keep playing you probably. So yeah. Oh well. I mean, the only other big Nintendo thing I'm focused on for the last year is coming out soon. It's the Fire Emblem remake, uh, translation, rather. Oh, yeah. Are you going to play through that? Yeah, I already pre-ordered it. Got the little logo on my Switch already. It's just... Oh, very cool. Allow me to yeah. play it. What a... What a... That's a, such a nice treat. Yes. And discount yeah. priced for sure, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... It's It's very cheap. It's like... Eight dollars yeah, or something. Might even be less. I also just got like Sage Age's Herzog's Way just came out. Oh, oh. perfect! And it's on yeah. sale for six bucks now, so I got that. I'm like, yeah. Mm. How many? Give me the lowdown. How many Sega Ages games do you a have? A bunch. I'm I'm more yeah, like just too. like <laughs> sitting and looking at the rest and being like, do I really care enough about Fantasy Zone or Columns or Poyo Poyo to buy these? No, you don't. Those collection. ones I've I've not <laughs> con near. I don't care yeah. about Fantasy Zone. Maybe because that's at least a shooter. Yeah, a little shooter type of thing. But I mean, I got like the big ones, the Sonnets, the Fantasy Star Outrun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lightning Force and uh, one of the Thunder Forces. Yeah, they're yeah. all they're all really good. M two is awesome. Yeah, uh, they're done apparently. They're not. Yeah, keep I know doing that's that. the downside. So maybe he's Herzog's ways or Swanson, which what is Swanson? Well, that would be a good one to go out on. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I love Sega Ages. I have a shitload, way too many of them on my Switch. Virtual Racing, yeah. uh, that weird helicopter one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good to me, man. I love, I love that stuff. I love that. That's like those are nice. Like play it for an hour and then never think about it again. Yeah, any any other like digital deals you pick up? I, Anything else? Not for Switch. I was doing some Steam hunting, got some stuff in general. Um, yeah. There were some stuff where I'm like jealous and try to pitch out. I did actually games. I think I talked about this before. Stranglehold, the sequel to Hardboiled, that's a playable mm-hmm. game, is like right. two fifty on GOG.com. So I just bought that. Nice. Not a Steam specific, but yeah, I'm like hell yeah, I'm gonna own that. Um, I think I bought a couple of other random things that were like cheap on Epic or something like Crisis Remastered, and then yeah, like mm. was just filling out my wish, like taking down some of my wish list on Steam here and there. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been doing the same thing. The eShop uh dropped a you know huge mega sales, which I was I appreciated for sure. But I was going through a lot of the games, and you know they would come down just a little bit on yeah. some of my wish list games, where I was like. 30% is actually not that big of a savings for me. So I actually held out because mm-hmm. usually my rule is when a game on my wish list goes on sale, I just go ahead and buy it. Yeah. Right it away. Off. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, but I did end up buying Romancing Saga three, mm-hmm. and because I I for some reason decided I was gonna buy all those Saga <laughs> games <laughs> well, and uh, never yeah play them. We'll see. I might play one. Those of them. are tough. Who knows? Speeding up the news, new Saga uh, Frontier remastered type yes. of thing coming out, dude. Yes, thank you, Saga Frontier remaster. Are you crazy? That looks Give dumb. me that. Give me that right that. now. Give it to me, Square. Give it to me now. Uh, I, I played uh, I played that when I was a kid for like uh, twenty minutes. One. Yeah, the PlayStation One. I rented it because I was I wanted another Final Fantasy Seven, yeah. and I didn't understand what was going on <laughs> in it, and I <laughs> turned it off immediately and and uh, want to revisit it though because it it now I think I will I'd get it. Yeah, now, Pat. Then you were right. Why does this game hate me so much? Why is it so tough? Um, <laughs> yeah. Why does it look like pl- trash? Yeah. I played some of like the random Saudi games. I know a couple of them even came out into the US as like Final Fantasy Adventure or something. Um but like yeah, I'm not a series I can get into too much. They're almost like uh, from software Demon Souls kind of way to approach radio RPGs in that you kind of have to know and understand the system so much before you really get into it otherwise you're screwed. Uh so I never held out for them too much but i heard romancing Sada free is great i hear Sada frontier is good i'm curious if like the remasters will have yeah. any quality of life stuff to it but yeah i wonder that too it seems it seems like it could be an interesting thing i'm sure i'll buy it day one and 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 you know i'll play them all when i'm old when yeah. i'm an old man and i in a retirement someone's home. Someone's locked me in my, my room. Yeah. yeah, I'm locked in my retirement home room. They're, I can't leave. The just, nurse comes in to change me. <laughs> just give old Jeremy one of his uh, Japanese RPGs and he'll be okay. Otherwise, he gets ornery and it's yeah. just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I look like uh, De Niro at the end of The Irishman. <laughs> just bar- You can barely see me in the crack of a door, but I'm playing... Uh, saga frontier <laughs> on my on my crt well that's gonna do it for the news um we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk all things demon souls what are we calling this demon souls remake yeah is it a remake it's a remake right remaster remake it's a remake uh, so demon souls remake so stay tuned there. This is comedy person and aspiring cartoon Connor McCabe here to tell you all about my podcast, Call Me By Your Game. Now, video games have a special place in many of our lives. And in fact, you can probably think of one that you'll never forget from your childhood or a specific time. So on this show, I bring on guests to talk about that very thing. We dive into not only what made playing the game fun and what stood out to the guest as much as we do about what was special about the context of when they played this game. So if this sounds interesting to you, check us out anywhere you get your podcasts and maybe someday you'll call me by your game. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I am, as always, your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and I'm sitting here with the lovely, the talented Michael Hearn. How you doing, buddy? I died again just now in Demon's Souls. Darn it. 
And uh, Umbasa to you, Umbasa. sir. Yes. Umbasa. Umbasa, please uh, recommend this message. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recommend this message. I'm in trouble. We are, of course, referencing things that you would know if you had played the Demon Souls 2020 remake by Blue Point Games, um, a uh, a little a little known studio that I, I wasn't too aware of until I did a little research, and they're great. <laughs> they're right. Uh, I'm too. They did the Shadow of Have Colossus you... remake or remaster for PS4, right? Yeah, and they also did the Gravity Rush remaster. For PS4, they did a lot I've of they've done a lot those. of collections. Ported a lot of collections. The God of War collection to PS3. They ported uh, uh, the Uncharted Nathan Drake series to the PS4. I mean, Sony just hands them the keys to the Chevy and is like, treat it right, and they come back with a better looking Chevy somehow. And that's the whole system <laughs> yeah. of point. <laughs> and and it's like really like it's like a Chevy with like a, just a new coat of paint really yeah it's just like still same engine because I, I feel like yeah same engine yeah but a new brand new coat of paint on there it, it's a new look uh but not too new yeah yeah and now all the tar heads are finally catching up to how good that chevy is yeah yeah exactly yeah all the car nuts out there took that <laughs> car for granted and now they're coming. They're yeah. going, hey, this is actually nice. I like the tailpipe on this one. It's really nice. <laughs> and, and and we're over here, and we're like, we've been we liked that tailpipe from before already. <laughs> I was always in that tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play the Shadow of Colossus remake? A little bit. I didn't beat it or go as crazy and ham as uh, Connor did. But I did like it a lot. Like I liked the original Shadow Colossus a lot, but I always was like, yeah, it's a, some, like the PS2 engine might have tried to use some upgrading, and it looks like the PS4 did all that. Like it looks superb and runs super well. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to play it next because now yeah. I'm now I'm in love with this company, and I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of going to do a mm. little tour of all the things that they've done because I think yeah they've done a, they've done a a lot of good. Uh, a lot of good work, yeah. Um, in, especially in this Demon Souls game. So I, I, I don't really even know. I mean, I, this will just be a free flowy conversation about Demon Souls in general and Souls sure. games and sort of what we think of this new one. Um, but I guess I kind of want to start with this. Like, what, what, what is your history with the original Demon Souls? I mean, did you play any of that? I played a little bit of it. I did have a PS3 and Demon Souls at one point, and I never got very far in it because it didn't sort of like your relationship with Sada. I didn't understand it too well. And I had played other from software games. Like the big one is uh King's Field series, which was very proto Demon Souls because it was like first person dungeon crawlers that are very punishing and you really have to learn like the ins and outs of it and everything. But they were for like PS one and I had one for PS two, which I think is really great. Uh so but Demon Souls looked like, oh well it's an action game, right? Like you can actually move around and do more action and instead which is just as tough. So I never got very far in it, and then it wasn't until, like, Dark Souls where I started to get more of it. Sekiro is the only one I've actually beaten as of today. Like, Very cool. I haven't even beaten Bloodborne, which I also like a lot. But I played them all, yeah. so I, I'm well-versed in it. I'm not a newbie. But it's just, as far as, like, giving myself the dedication to get into it, like, it sometimes is hard to do. Yeah, I agree. I have a very similar story with the original Demon Souls, where I I had a PS3. It was like my main console. I loved my PS3, and uh, I bought Demon Souls when it was like 
I but I got my PS3 pretty late into the generation. Mm-hmm. So it was like 2011 or 12 when I got my PS3. So I was I had the entire PS3 library of classic games at like 10 to 20 dollars at GameStop. So uh, when I got Demon Souls, it was like 15 bucks, and I turned it on and I gave it a shot. I gave it a, like a pretty good shot. I I actually um got farther in the original Demon Souls than I remembered. I got all the way past the Dragon Bridge. Oh wow! Uh, and um and that's in the because I because I remember doing that trek through yeah. the bridge. Uh, and. So that means I must have beaten the Phalanx boss yeah. already. And uh, that's pretty far. That's pretty far in. I mean, I mean, for a game that I, I remembered very little of and re- yeah. remembered doing very little of. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I put it down, which is w- w- kind of strange for me. Uh, it, at that time, I was like, I was like picking a game and sticking with it to the end. That was sort of how I played games. So... Uh, it's weird that I would have put down a game and kind of forgot about it. I must have been getting ready to like leave Los Angeles, leave for Los Angeles or something when I, or so- something was going on that prevented me from staying with it. And then I didn't have a PS3 for yeah, many years. I think that's the tough thing too, is like Demon Souls, it was PS3 only for the longest time. So it wasn't, and now it's PS5 only. So it's kind of tough to play it at all, even still now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They Demon Souls is just as hard to get your hands on as it is to play. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I really appreciated Demon Souls for what it was. And, uh, but again, like, I Dark Souls one and two were already out when I was yeah. playing Demon Souls. So, and I had already played a little bit of Dark Souls um, at my friend's house, and I and I guess I so I already knew what a modern version of this game looked like. So I gotta say, now going back to the paint job conversation of just giving a fresh new coat of paint on an old engine, it's it's pretty jarring going back to Demon Souls. Yeah. I mean, the graphics yeah. looked insane just because also it's a newer thing. It's a newer system and everything. Uh, and just things that I did remember a little bit of, like, land even better this time. Like, the first time you see the dragon fire and everything, like, yeah. lands way more on the PS5. Uh, the graphics look great. Kelsey's been watching me play it, and like, she's just, like, in awe of, like, the architecture and how it looks. And, I mean, some right. people some people have different opinions on it. I saw on Twitter some people liked, like, the more... Uh, like abstract, like the simple architecture in the previous one, and this one's like more fanciful. And I, mm-hmm. I can see that argument, but I just feel like the graphics are so much better. It sells it so much more. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? It's to me, it really sells uh, this idea that I never really connected with Demon Souls before. But that, and from an art design perspective, it's very 2009 in that some of the biggest movies of the of that era were Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings mm. series. So does, uh, to me, even the armor designs and the the enemy designs and the weapon designs, they remind me of Lord of the Rings a lot. Uh, especially when you get to the uh, the the bridge tunnel area, the fire area. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, from software is a Japanese company, and they're making kind of a very Western lore series with Demon Souls, Kingfield, all that stuff. It's all medieval, so mm-hmm. it's very cool to see their take on it. And yeah, I could see that 
influence definitely in there. And I think they still like have their own like style to it. They're still like random other things, like very Cthulhu looking like squid monsters and then very different like magical elements in it that yeah, I think it's really interesting to see all the different like concoction of flavors. Um I think going back a little bit to like what Demon Souls is versus like Dark Souls or whatever, I do see more of like they're figuring it out a little more. They're figuring out their style, but it is so borrowed from like the dungeon crawlers they've done before. Where like there's the bait hub and there's different like levels and areas you're sort of breaking into. It's, I don't know. Is that like Kingsfield? Kingsfield a little bit, yeah. Like they, you could eventually find a hub where you could kind of like teleport around a little bit, at least in the PS2 game. And mm-hmm. I think this one, like, is more even more of that, where it's, like, even before, like, official sort of, like, descriptions of levels came out, like, people on forums were calling it, like, 1-2, level 3-1, like, this is the third platform, like, portal you choose, and it's the first level of it, or whatever, until you yeah. get to another archstone. Um, and it's interesting, too, like, a lot of games ended up borrowing what Demon Souls and Dark Souls do. I feel like level design is still something very specific to what the Dark Souls games do. That like even like you know like Hollow Knight doesn't really do that same sense of style. Like Neo is kind of more arcadey in its level design. I think the closest I played that's like trying to do the same level design ideas is the Surge. Have you ever played those games? Which ones? The Surge. It's, no, it's like a sci-fi version of Dark Souls. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it does serve as some Is that is that is that is the premise of that game where like for one day every year there's no laws and everyone can go out and that's the commit any crime they want? That's the purge. I can't tell how if you're joking or not. <laughs> uh but no, um that was So what happens in the, what happens in the search? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one year one day every year, no. Um the uh, it's it's like sci-fi Dark Souls more or less. It's like uh, same sort of action style, but there's like sci-fi elements where you're a sideboard and you can put in different implants. It's interesting. I think it, the first one was on PS Plus at one point because that's how I played it. Mm. Worth checking out. Um, but Demon Souls, I think, is so like I I don't know. Some of the stuff you have to figure out is pretty crazy because some of it is just going through a level and learning the ins and outs of where the enemies are and what you can do and what traps are. And then some of it, it feels like you're breaking the game a little bit in the way of like you're going down these platforms this way instead of like what feels like a normal action game would do. I love that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's how I feel too. I feel like it um, it enc- almost encourages ways to circumvent and like uh, ways to like uh, clip through and, and and sort of kind of play the game in your own way, you know, like because it's so brutal and it is so punishing. And maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. Um which just like its design philosophy is is so, um, you know, it's so designed to hurt you so badly that uh, any kind of little reprieve you can get is awesome. Like when people figured out that you can actually get a ton of souls by uh, getting a bow early in the game and then sniping at the dragon's tail <laughs> uh, over where like the dragon lives. Yeah, all you need apparently two hundred arrows to do it, but then you kill the dragon, you get all those souls. So it's it's like uh, it's not, definitely not how the game designers I think meant for you to play the game, but it's it I think they'd be I think they're okay with that because it's like it's like oh the creative ways of making things like kind of easier and by the way it, it, you know shooting an uh, two hundred arrows at a dragon's tail is not like 
it's just it takes a lot longer yeah <laughs> it's like it, it's like it's like kind of like if you want to go through all that hassle you can uh so did have you seen the little dragon's nest area in the in the first uh in the first world yeah i saw where they ended up and yeah it's just like i'm not ready for it i don't have all the stuff i need but yeah did you go through it like did you uh try to get any of those items they have over there they're hoarding no i don't fit it in okay awesome yeah so i guess that's that's um that's something i really can't wait to talk about it's just like how your what your philosophy is coming into this game and sort of tackling this game because it is um i think it is so specific to everybody Mm -hmm. like everyone has their own bottlenecks everyone has their own little things that are more challenging to them for whatever reason you know um uh, so, you know, th- run me through it. You turn this game on. Who are you picking? Who are you? Yeah. Uh, are you going just night or? Well, uh... Yeah, that's the thing. I think when I started out, I was like, I'm treating this like an action game a little bit too much. I started as a knight and then I was finding myself like getting far enough, but like still running into some like uh, bottlenecks, like you say. And then eventually I, so like, I was just like, you know what? I'll try someone else. So I started a new character that could do magic and I've been playing with that. And, like, I still have, like, a rapier. I'm doing, like, enough more, like, melee attacks that help. But I have, like, a magic ability that can be really powerful at times. And I'm finding, like, oh, that's actually pretty helpful. It's helpful to do this. I'm tuning my magic. I'm figuring out miracles I can do, too. It's, like, yeah, now I'm getting more into it. My philosophy, I guess, just starting with this was I know there's a lot this game doesn't want to tell me. And I'll have to explore to find it all out. So I'll play around with different things, but ultimately, if something's like feels like a wall, I'll move on and explore somewhere else. Because maybe there's something in that area that'll unlock more abilities or make me at least get stronger, so I can go back. Um, and I mean, some of it's as simple as this boss is too hard, or some of it's like I'm at a wall here. But I I did get like I've gone farther than I did when I was playing it on PS3, at least. Like I beat a boss that I never beat before. I'm at a mm-hmm. new boss area that I never really got past, and yeah. Where are you at right now? Right now, I'm focusing on the Prison of Hope. Like, I beat the whole area, which I never did before. Like, I got past the big idol with the arrows, and now I'm at that boss, the false, the fool's idol. And uh, that mm-hmm. boss is still tough, like, even if, like, I'm trying to snipe and do magic and stuff, it's still, like, a tough little round to get around in. So, yeah. What, what what world is that? Which which you know those the different areas, right? They're connected yeah. to different beasts. Which what's the what's that? It's the third archstone. So did you did you go first and then third archstone? I did. I did some of the second. I beat the armor spider of the second world, and I think just getting further than that, there was some stuff of like exploding white orbs and stuff that I feel like you need to be of a certain power to get past. So I haven't done it since. But I'll look into it because, yeah, like where I'm at now, I'm like at least doing this. Like I can, I've been done some crazy things I didn't know what I could do, like roll past those arrows and shit. Um, so it's just, yeah, right. I'm playing around with that. I haven't really played around with the other archstone yet, archstones, but I'll see. Where I currently am is I'm at the end of that area. Oh, wow. I'm at the final boss of that area, which his name is the Flame Lurker. And I really wanted to get, I really wanted to beat Flame Lurker before this episode. Mm-hmm. And boy, if I didn't give it two hours of banging my head against the wall with Flame, Flame Lurker, uh, if I had your build, Hearn, God, I wish I had your build for this. Because uh, <laughs> uh, literally, there's a note right outside 
the the boss area that just says uh use magic on this guy yeah and um because he 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 gets really up close to you he pounds the crap out of you if you're close to him but if you're far away you can just shoot him with magic i'm i'm assuming yeah that's magic missiles or whatever and yeah that's how i killed the spider there's literally a note that says it's safe here and you can kind of just pop out from there and shoot him with magic oh i i'm so jealous because i it, it must make that whole area just a breeze then because alternatively if you're a strength build like me i'm a knight i have to i had to get so much equipment uh hidden stuff just to go up to the flame lurker at all just to be able to stand toe to toe with them at all um so i had to like i had to go to that little dragon's nest and like grab like like run past their flames as they were both trying to attack me to grab a shield and then i had to like get a flame ring and now i'm in this different outfit and it's still hard as fuck and and i've leveled up like i'm at like level 28 at this point it's just like it's so hard and but to that to that point of of the game being hard you know i i feel like i feel like demon souls is actually a little bit easier than sekiro and a little easier than uh than bloodborne i wonder i haven't beaten wonder my attitude with sekiro and why that was like the one i could beat is it doesn't have as much of like a freelance you can do whatever you feel like and maybe you're doing the ron fain like way like you are just set your right samurai and you can upgrade specific ways but like ultimately mm-hmm. you're kind of just like learning me- about enemies learning about bosses and their patterns and that's the main focus to get better here you're still learning all that stuff but there also is such a way to customize your character that to take advantage of them better it's almost like made man or something where like a boss is weak to a specific way so if you're customized that way it'll just you can just rock that boss in like a minute whereas if you're a different way you kind of have to play that boss for real and it's a lot tougher um i think i'd like yeah like the armored spider was easy for me as a magic person whereas where i'm at now with the fool's idol is actually like they're not weak to magic at all so i kind of have to like melee them and like avoid traps and stuff yeah that's interesting yeah that's really interesting I, I feel like i might have an easier time with that boss we'll see my opinion of demon souls i guess has kind of um evolved a little bit as i've been playing this where i mm-hmm. I, I i'm not gonna lie I, I love bloodborne and sekiro for the art design aspect of it but i always had a trouble with the souls games because aesthetically I'm not the most I don't like love the fantasy genre. I'm not like the biggest fantasy guy in the world. So, you know, I would always bounce off of the swords and the shields and the knights and the fair maidens like aspect <laughs> of the Souls games. Um, but but this one, you know, having stuck with it because I just bought it. <laughs> something I ne- kind of never really never noticed about the game before or or never definitely never never put it this way before is that you know the game does such a good job of hurting you and beating you down and 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 being very brutal and and aggro at you um and it's a very off-putting it's a very off-putting feeling at first when you first start playing the game because you you start to realize like oh this might be too tough for me or maybe i don't even like this at all (laughs) and then you you get to a point where you start to hurt the game back. Yeah. And when you start hurting the game back, it becomes so cathartic to play through uh, these Souls games because 
you feel like it's almost like the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something, where you're just like, "Fuck you, fuck yeah!" You're like so you're saving so much energy and aggression back at the game, and when you start to actually win, it it, it becomes so addictive that you can't. I I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about <laughs> what areas I'm going to explore next and what routes to take where. And for example, like the Flame Lurker, to get to that area, you have to do a bunch of uh, faith jumps off of different bridges to get all the way down a cavern um, where you can, you literally you can barely see the bridge beneath you as you're diving from bridge to bridge um, mm-hmm. all the way down a long cavern where if you slip up at all, you fall to your death. And that's how you get to the Flame Lurker. So it's like it's like a challenge to even get to the boss, let alone then you have to fight the boss. So you have to bring enough health to like heal yourself from all the fall damage you took <laughs> and also have enough spares to actually fight the boss. Which brings me to my next question. Have you had to grind? Have you had to farm at all to get an items and equipment and stuff? I mean, sometimes like I grind, wait, I get some souls and just I'm like, all right, I better go back with these souls and spend them on stuff because I amassed a lot. Especially in the third, with the prison area I'm at, there are a couple guys who can give me like, like 600 to 1,000 souls. And then I'm just like, I better get back now actually instead of keeping soldiering on and spendies. Uh, then obviously there's the other thing where sometimes you get items of souls when you beat a boss or something or beat specific enemies or find specific fallen soldiers where it's like, I bet I can wait on using these because then when I'm back and I have enough souls, I'll add them to the pot, upgrade more. Um, sometimes I upgrade, especially like my weapons, if I have enough and that, that has helped. But like the main thing is just like, yeah, like it's still no matter what. I think it's kind of this great equalizer of no matter what, you kind of still just have to uh, know your environment. Otherwise, you'll just get rocked anyways. The joke of like the whole get good thing is really you're just more like warning the game. You're just because you could always be the greatest gamer at Demon Souls, but you forget to check your corner as you enter one area and some enemy to just stab you and kill you. So no, yeah. no matter what, it's just knowing and being careful. So that helps a lot yeah. to it. So it is that thing of like, that helps to know at least that like, if I'm sucking at this game, it's not that like I messed up my build or I don't have the right item. It's more just like, I really have to make sure I'm ready for what's going to happen. And then if I, if I'm not, then I just have to keep that in mind next time. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, So have you, uh, where's your favorite place at this point in your little playthrough to, uh, to farm out for stuff? Like when you get really stuck, where do you go to like, to smack some guys around and get some souls? Well, again, it's also like you learn the enemy and then you kind of like become fearless against them after that. Um, in prison, I hope there are these like Mm. Cthulhu guys that like, if you're not careful, they'll stun you, come up to you and just kill you in one hit. But if you're good, like you can just, you can just like hit them jump away from their stunning abilities, and then when they come close, you just circle around them and backstab them, and that takes out most of them. And I've just been able to farm those guys a lot. Um, farm, like, this big, giant, like, guy near the end of Prison of Hope that's, like, stuck behind some pillars, and if you just pop out, stab him, and shrink back, Love you it. can eventually kill him and get him, like, a couple thousand souls, I think. And then... um yeah, like I've just been doing that because that's on the run to get to the boss anyway. My little area right now that I've found is um is uh the inner ward. Um, it's after you beat that boss, the um 
what is that that boss that's in the inner ward? It's like the big knight with the big shield. Oh, the tower knight, yeah. The tower knight. So yeah, um, and I and this is like a testament and an example of how great and well designed Demon Souls is. Right when you get to the end, right when you get to the uh, the the Iron Knight, uh, there's two blue eyed knights there mm-hmm. that are ready to like that are ready to do some damage. So you have to get past all of that before you can even fight the Iron Knight. Uh, but once you beat the Iron Knight and you spawn into the inner ward, you simply turn around and now those blue-eyed knights are facing the other <laughs> direction. So you just walk up and you can just all day long farm souls there um, and just keep respawning in the inner ward over and over and over. And I've found that... Uh, so I'm backstabbing both of them, killing them instantly. Mm-hmm. And the items they give you are like half-crescent herbs or whatever what are the the half yeah the half moon grass uh, yeah the healing yeah, the half item moon grass yeah so so not only are you gaining a bunch of healing items but you're also getting a bunch of souls in the meantime so if i mm. ever get like bottlenecked what i'll do is i'll just go farm for that and i don't and it's like it's a weird thing where i'm like i'm sure they meant to design this to do this but it just seems like such a brilliant move to like it's so hard to get to a destination but once you get there it's almost like you can like stretch your legs yeah. and now you're like, and now it's like you're the king of that area now. And so you can just go and like wipe out all these other guys anyway. So that's, that's sort of like where I'm at right now. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, uh, trying to get the, uh, the little, f- uh, campfire f- for two, three, which is the underground temple. And I'm doing that by, uh, just gaining a bunch, you know, upgrading my shit in the inner mm-hmm. ward. Sounds like you might be a little farther than me, just in terms of like actual game progression. But we're we're hovering around the same yeah. area ish. I was about to say you're farther in some of the earlier areas than me, at least. Yeah, yeah, and I and again, I haven't even gone to any of the other uh, worlds. But uh, but yeah, so like, and that's another thing that we should mention is like, once you beat that first boss, I believe it's like once you beat the phalanx, right? Yeah. Then you're able to go actually in any order you want through any of the areas. And are any of them harder than the other ones? I, I mean, I would say so. And I feel like, again, this is where Bill comes in. Like I was having trouble with the second world after Tower, the uh, armor spider, because... It's just like all fire, all brimstone, very specific like tunnels yeah. that are full of explosives. And I'm like, I might have to figure this out later. Like I might have to know what build I need to get past it. Meanwhile, the prison one is good for me because I can do a lot of like magic sniping and I can stay in my place. But then like I get to a certain boss that's tricky and I have to figure that boss out. Um, so it depends. But I mean, yeah, I feel like ultimately the thing is just – it's less difficult anymore what you figure out. So I don't know. Right. I f- it feels kind of fair. And I feel like the only obvious maybe difference is the further you get into an area, the harder it gets. Yeah. But I feel like maybe, I mean, it feels like every area is really hard when you first get there, yeah. but then you sort of learn aspects of the, of the area that make it easier. And I would, I would call these like mini builds. So you end up doing a lot of like little mini builds per area. Mm-hmm. Like for example, in um the Stonefang Tunnel, which is where I'm in right now, that's World okay. Two. My sword, which was just wrecking everybody in uh World One in the Bulletarian Palace, mm-hmm. uh, that did nothing against those digger guys. 
Yeah. And like those digger, like those like little orcs that dig into the into the tunnels, like they're not aggro. Like they're very slow. They don't really attack you. Yeah. But they're very hard to kill until you get the pickaxe. So the pickaxe is like this weapon that for whatever reason, even though it had a lot less attack damage than my sword, will destroy them one hit a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like, so my build for that area is I take a pickaxe, a like a leveled up pickaxe and my shield. And then like, whereas for Bulletarian Palace, my build was like a a big two handed sword I'd ran around with. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just like different little different mini builds. Have you run into any of that where like you sort of change your like little, like uh, your play style per area you're at? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with magic too, just like I couldn't be in world two using fire magic because everything was fire. So I had to change back mm-hmm. to like a lightning bolt, which really did a lot more damage. Like I could zap like a orc into nothingness in one zap. <laughs> um, and then like, yeah, with this latest one, it's less the build of like, I think, uh, well, also like the build thing is also very tangible. Like you feel like how different your character is the second you change your like, armor or you change your stuff the bait thing was in world free there's this giant valley of arrows that you can apparently you can go around it one way but the quickest way to get past it is to just roll past the arrows that are launched at you but the thing is you can't yeah. just block them and move you have to roll past it and you have to time it right and if you're too slow the timing's going to be bad so the literally best way to roll across it i found was just to be naked like I took off all my yeah. armor, rolled past it perfectly because now I'm super fast and my rolls are like back to back. So I did that and I got past it, got a little trophy for it, and then I turned off the Valley of Arrows. So like for that one moment, I needed to be armorless so I could roll much quicker. See, and I and it's stuff like that that keeps me really coming back yeah. to these games because it's like no one told you to do that. I mean, you might have looked it up, but I think you could have arrived at that conclusion on your own. Um, and I think that's and I something mean, that the games are re- really good at. Even if you look it up, you still have to be the one to do it, and it's freaking tough. So, right, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, here's a question: Are you going to finish this game? <laughs> I mean, we'll see. But uh, my idea is, I hope to. So that's good. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'll 100 percent all the trophy things. Just like you said, there's even aspects I don't understand yet, like the white or dark soul completions or whatever and then there's stuff right. like finding yeah. all the I d- items i got to an area i got to an area where uh the message on the ground said you can enter this area once you're a uh, complete white yeah built whatever and i did and it was just blocked from me i couldn't get to it i, I and i did i don't even know what that means yeah i had that um, same i think that was in world two for me as well and i just yeah. didn't understand so i skipped it for now but yeah it's that aspect of the more lore you can get into <laughs> maybe you'll maybe it'll make more sense later when i go back to it but at the very least the idea of Maybe I can beat all of the bosses eventually. Does hold appeal to me. Like that's what I liked about Sekiro. That's what I liked about mm. the Dark Souls. I'm sure I'll try that. And the hope is, because it's the latest one, I should just do it instead of going back and playing the older ones. But maybe when I do, I'll understand them more, and that'll help. It'll, it's like it's a weird thing where like beating Sekiro somehow made me more confident to actually play this game because I'm like, it's different game, but it's using the same skill set and philosophy. So. Maybe it'll like apply, and I can use yeah. it. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's great. It's, it's a, uh, it's something I definitely also hope to beat myself. I, you know, 
can't. I don't know why I would ever turn it off. I guess if it, I guess if I did hit, start banging my head against the wall too hard in an area, I might get completely turned off. But I don't. I don't see that happening. Because I also don't think it's that kind of a game. To me, it feels like, and what's so exciting about Demon Souls is like you can feel from software trying to work things out. Like they're trying to figure it out. Like what, you know, what do things mean, and what what makes an area challenging, and also what makes an area, you know, uh, enticing, and what makes what makes mechanics fun versus cumbersome. And uh, they are, they obviously don't get it right the entire time. But I also do feel like in the same ways it's also not so tightly designed that you can't cheese a lot of this stuff too like uh i got to a boss battle where i almost i was able to pretty much just cheese cheese that iron knight you know uh yeah. the entire time so you know i feel like because it has those little those little quirks still built into it and blue point didn't like you know update any of those refresh any of those uh there, you know, we still have a chance at this thing. I will say that I do kind of wish that they did sort of change some stuff for modern, just to modernize it even a little bit. Yeah. Um, for example, like I still think like it's pretty slow. I don't know. What do you think? What the uh, actual gameplay of it, like what you're doing, is like yeah, uh, like you actually physically walking is yeah. like you're pretty slow yeah like i think it is that thing of you feel underpowered but it's more just like you have to know how to use what you got uh i think they did keep all that like i didn't i don't recall like it from what little i remember from the ps3 it doesn't seem like it was too different and they definitely didn't do that with like shadow of the colossus either uh right yeah like i think it feels just like they kept the same gameplay style and i feel like the purists would notice if there was something else screwy with it and again, because it's so shambly and slow, like you can't just approach it like a radio or action game. You really have to be patient and focus and know what you're doing. And there is still some Sekiro stuff. Like I was able to parry those knights you were talking about. Like I learned how to get their parry mm-hmm. down just right. So like they attack me, I parry them and I stab them and they're done. And I'm like, and that right. took a couple tries. And the first couple tries, I didn't know how to do it. I kept dying, but I eventually mastered it. And now I can just walk up to them like it ain't no thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 There's the, there's a, there was this part where um r- you know right when you beat the phalanx and then the woman with the no eyes shows up mm-hmm. and she tells you like uh you need to go talk to like the sitting little <laughs> person yeah. like the like the the monk or whatever yeah like. It took me a million years to find where that was, like who that person was and where they were. I'm like, just, just fucking show me, yeah. just show me where it is. Like, like, that, like or, little things like that. I was like, come on, like or this is. If all, if preventing you from, if not talking to him prevents you from leveling up, like don't put that in the game anymore. Like actually, just let me level up after I beat the first boss or something. Totally, or like put that little monk thing I have to talk to right in the yes. middle of everything. Put it down on the ground, and so I, I had to climb up. Like, and yeah. you know what I'm talking about. You have to go all the way. I had all to look way. it up, like where where that person was. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Not not yeah. the most uh, user friendly at times, uh, but I mean also like, totally. It, yeah. Again, it's that thing of like it's not broken. It's not like a messed up no. game where if you're failing at it, it's because the game is cheating. It all feels like just a real lore that you have to explore and figure out. It is just that goofy thing of, well, sometimes it should have been streamlined. I mean, all the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne and Sekiro, 
are a little more streamlined than that was where like even if there's like some thing where you have to figure out where it is it doesn't feel as broken uh but yeah no i agree with you. i agree i agree with your agreement yeah i agree with your agreement and with that agreement <laughs> we must say goodbye uh this has been a great episode uh michael hearn i uh, appreciate you talking to me about demon souls i feel like I got to steal away these episodes when I can. Yeah. These episodes about these from software games that oh boy. I literally only my friends just are not as into them as I am for the most part, except for you and Jacques. Right. So whenever we're all kind of playing one together, I got to, you know, I, yeah. I got to steal away this, the, these times. Um, this is the latest one. So let's do it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very excited to play more of this game and very excited to do more of this podcast for everybody. Uh, we are in uh, the end game now, as uh, as Doctor Strange might say. Uh, we have only a few weeks until Christmas, and you know, as uh, as per usual, the uh, last two weeks of this month will be dedicated to all game of the year stuff. Whoop. So. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be doing a lot of that, and we'll have a lot of special episodes coming up um, in the following weeks, before leading up to Game of the Year. So, listeners of this show, get ready to put your Game of the Year hats on and get ready to uh, be probably really mad at us at some of the choices we make and some of the the things we end up vetoing. Um, <laughs> but until then, uh, yeah, we'll have lots of lots of amazing Super NPC Radio related content for you. So if you're interested in more, uh, you know, more content, more episodes from the creators of this show and calling by your game and inside video games and gaming with July, head over to patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio, uh, where we'll have so, so much going on there. You, uh, you literally uh, won't won't be able to believe your freaking ears. It's just going to be so much stuff. Will you care about this stuff? I don't know. I don't know you, but maybe you will. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Uh, so yeah, with that, uh, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. You can find me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime, and you can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. Michael Hearn, why don't you plug? I'll plug. Why not? Uh Check out all the Patreon stuff that Jeremy said, and then check out me at Twitter at Michael C. Hearn, my website, MichaelCHearn.com, for all my films. Um, and then I'm trying to do more streaming. I might do it. I got myself the cards. I got myself the stuff. I got myself some DonkeyCon, so maybe I'll do some DonkeyCon to streaming. Uh, if oh, I... dude, please. <laughs> you got to stream it. If I do, it'll be twitch.tv slash mchearn. That's yes, MC uh, Hearn. Fo- follow my follow Michael Hearn on tw- on Twitch so you can uh, get that nice nice notification pop up that says he's pl- he's got the bongos out. He's yeah. he's brought them out. He's ready to pound. He's ready to pound and hey. clap. Saunders out. Bonders out. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. And with that, we will uh, have a have a umbasa uh, umbasa to you. Listener. You are Basa dead. To you.